welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Brian Lamoureux this morning. He's joining us here from Horizon Therapeutics to talk about some data that was presented at the 2021 EULAR. Uh, he's joining us here to uh, talk a bit about the Mirror Open Label trial. Um, thank you so much for joining, Dr. Brian Lamoureux. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. Give us a bit of your background and talk briefly about your role there at Horizon Therapeutics, if you would. Yeah, happy to. I'm Brian Lamoureux. I'm a senior medical director at Horizon Therapeutics, a role I've had for almost five years. I'm also a volunteer clinical rheumatologist in downtown Chicago at a place called Community Health, and I'm a member of the board of directors for a group called Mental Health America of the North Shore. Uh, so for my background, I'm a, I'm a Midwest product. I got my uh, bachelor's degree at Michigan State University, and then I went on to Detroit at Wayne State University School of Medicine for uh, medical school. And uh, I finished my medical training and practice over at Ohio State University um, as a rheumatologist. Now, I understand that um, you're there at Horizon Therapeutics. That's correct. Yep. And um, you're medical director there. Um, what was it that, that propelled you into your area of expertise? What is it about what you do that you love? Well, so there's two parts to that, right? Um, one is just rheumatology, and I, I absolutely adore rheumatology. It's one of those fields where you can't necessarily plug in all the information and get an easy answer. You know, you've got to talk to the patient. You've got to really thoroughly examine the patient. You look at a lot of blood tests that other folks might not use. you got to look at the x-rays and kind of put it all together to rule things in, rule things out, and then make the best decisions for your patients. So that's kind of rheumatology. And then in a, in a medical director role, you know, I really get to contribute to and sometimes lead research projects that impact thousands of patients. I mean, we're, we're kind of living in the era of evidence-based medicine, and the more evidence we can generate, the better we understand our diseases and therapies and the more good we can do for our patients. Now, Horizon presented some data at uh, 2021 Euler. Uh, what's the significance of that data? Right. So one of our main medicines, our only medicine for uncontrolled gout right now is called pegloticase. It's a very effective intravenous biologic. And one of the main considerations for this medicine is that like all biologics, the patient's body immune system can develop anti-drug antibodies to it. And so that would make it not work. And so the last several years of our research efforts have focused on how to prevent or limit this immune response. And we do that with a technique called immunomodulation. This is adding in a therapy that kind of mildly adjusts down the patient's immune system so that they get a full therapeutic response to this medicine, pegloticase. And this is so important because these patients with uncontrolled gout have often suffered for 10, even 20 years, and the oral therapies haven't helped them. And so their, their kind of ongoing life is a struggle because of how much gout impacts them. And so when they get to the point where it's time to try a medicine like pegloticase. Everyone really needs it to work. The clinician certainly wants it to work. The patient very much wants it to work. And so by simply adding another medicine while you use pegloticase, we can do that with, with a, a very high predictability. You know, we go from about a 40-something percent expected full response rate without immunomodulation that once you add immunomodulation on, you're, you're in the 80-plus percent. And so we've had a number of kind of projects coming out for that. But what the mirror open label data contributes now is organized, systematic data where we have actually anti-drug antibody levels and we have methotrexate and pegloticase levels. And we know that everything is doing what we kind of expected it would. When you have methotrexate in your body, you keep 
pegloticase around because you don't develop those anti-drug antibodies. And then the, the clinical benefits of that are also shown in the trial where these patients entered with about 10 tender joints, five swollen joints, many joints impacted by TOPI, and this was a year-long study. And so as the year progresses, that went down to, to one to two tender, swollen joints, um, almost no TOPI. The clinical benefits are there. It's just using this technique, immunomodulation, to get the patients to those full benefits. Is um, the onset of gout guaranteed to become uncontrolled gout? And is there a period of time before uncontrolled gout sets in? Because apparently, you know, you've got other things before you get to pigloticase. Yes. And to answer your question, no. There's no guarantee that any given gout patient would go on to get uncontrolled gout. Mm -hmm. If you use the oral therapies well, especially early in the disease, and you can drive that uric acid level down, because uric acid is the source of all things gout. If you can limit it, get rid of it, then you're unlikely to get gout or have a worsening of your gout. But we know from a lot of data sources that some patients either can't take these therapies or they just, whatever they try, they can't get to that point where their gout's going to be controlled. But in short, like most diseases, the earlier and the more aggressively you intervene, you can kind of stave off some of these bad things that happen down the line. But you know, for the patients where that doesn't work, that's where pegloticase is such an essential therapy, and, and we need to make it work. When it comes to early detection for uh, better management, can it be misdiagnosed as something, some other type of rheumatological illness? Well, always, right? I think most of us, especially anybody beyond 30 or 40, is going to have one or two places that ache. And whether that's, you know, overuse or a little bit of arthritis or something, you know, a little bit more inflammatory like gout or rheumatoid arthritis, it can be tough to know. Most of the gout out there, probably 95%, is in primary care, right? It's not until someone's gout becomes very severe where they might get referred to a rheumatologist. And so the question is, you know, if you're that patient, what do you do when something bothers you and hurts? And, you know, the, the usual answer is talk to your doctor, right? Because if it's a certain pattern, for instance, if your big toe, your foot has pain in the middle of the night and you have a lot of trouble putting weight on it, you can't walk on it, those are some of the hallmark symptoms of gout. You know, that wasn't a stubbed toe. That's not just from the shoe that you wore that, that bothered you. You know, that's beyond. And so, you know, just sharing this stuff with your doctor openly and saying, this bothers me. What do you think it is? Can we do a test? That'll, that'll move out along if we just say even simple things like that. And obviously, uh, relief is going to vary from patient to patient with this combination. Well, so the one thing we know is that if you're able to stay on pegloticase therapy for any length of time, six to 12 months especially, mm -hmm. It lowers your uric acid so much that those crystals that have gone inside the body, and we increasingly know these crystals are not just in the joints and the bones, they're also everywhere throughout the body, just about. Um, getting rid of those crystals is the answer, and you do it by lowering the uric acid. So, you know, the, the most predictive part of therapy is how long you're able to stay on it. Um, and that's why immunomodulation is so important, because it prevents those anti-drug antibodies that cause people to need to come off the therapy. Where can our listeners go online and get some more information? Certainly. So, you know, we have mostly an HCP audience, I understand. So the ULAR website, um, ULAR.org, great place to go. Um, the abstracts will be there so you can look at all the new data that came out. Um, then the other one is www.clinicaltrials.gov is a wonderful resource that kind of even has the status of the ongoing studies. 
And I can just add, the Mirror Open Label Study was basically a prelude to the more definitive version of this project, which is called the Mirror Randomized Study. Um, instead of just the 14 patients the Mirror Open Label Study had, the Mirror RCT has almost 140. And as it, as it probably sounds, it's randomized. So some patients are getting methotrexate, others are getting placebo. Mm -hmm. We expect to have the results of the unblinded data later this year. And so we're very excited to be able to, you know, um, analyze that and share it with the community as soon as we can. Well, I certainly appreciate you joining us here on the program. Uh, thank you so much for your, your time and the information as well. Neil, thanks for having me. Really fun discussion. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.